Hey everyone, I'm back again another week, and uh, i got a good week and a half or so at home before I hit the road and start start a series of events. we got like eight events lined up back to back to back, so this is the last, last week and a half here, last weekend I'll have really to myself, so um, it's been good, it's been uh, relaxing, thoughtful, got, got some stuff done, it's nice when you you're able to check things off, you know, and then, uh, because for so long I haven't been able to check things off, I've been just kind of setting conditions for things to get checked off, and sometimes that's just, uh, that's the better part of the labor, but the reward doesn't feel as neat when you, when you can't just say, did it, done, finished, you know, or, or maybe it does, you just have to learn how to process it in your head correctly. Or in a different way, not correctly, not not that it's right or wrong, just, and that was kind of cool, it was a comment that Nicole made the other day when I was like, man, I felt like I didn't get, I felt like I didn't get anything done today, man, you know, she's like, yeah, but you worked hard all day, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I did a ton of shit, I don't know what I did, you know, I had a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that, can't finish this, can't scratch that off, because I'm waiting for this, I'm waiting for that, she's like, yeah, but sometimes that's just, that's the best part of hard work, is just getting it to where you're setting conditions for it to be successful and you just haven't realized the reward yet and it was just a cool comment that, that she made to me in passing but um anyways um I don't that's not what I want to talk about today I want to talk about uh I've been thinking about this uh thinking about it for a couple different reasons um triggered by uh like a deathbed scene on a movie and then you know manifesting shit in my own head and thinking about things, but it was, it was like, yeah, hey, this, this old dude laying in his deathbed, you know, and wanting to apologize, wanting to say I'm sorry, you know, for whatever, who I was or what I didn't do or what I did do, and it's like, yeah, hey, and it's moving, it's touching, you know, and then like the son, the daughter, and the the wife or the, the soon-to-be widow I suppose is all crying oh it's okay dad we love you and we know and blah 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 and I'm just like watching this scene and I'm like bullshit bullshit you know like fuck that guy I mean I get it you love him <laughs> you know but it's hey oh it's it's kind of it's kind of convenient right it's kind of super convenient that right before you're ready to to expire, you're on your deathbed, you're, you're going to meet your maker, you're going to move to the afterlife, or whatever it is you believe in, that you get to, oh, I'm glad that you get to say you're sorry to make yourself feel all better for years of bullshit, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, no, no, man, you don't get that, no way, and then I just started, I just started thinking about it, you know, really, really that Christmas story movie, uh, the Charles Dickens, um, comes back to my mind, you know, like, what the message is, I mean, I think I talked about that a little while ago, how I was, I put it in my notes, podcast notes, to check that out once, I don't think I really talked about it, but, it's just like, yeah, hey, uh, how about this, how about, like, the the one where, you know, and then my head starts going in weird directions, you know, like, but, uh, off of that, like, what if, what if, like, oh, so-and-so was on their deathbed, and they're like, oh, you know, hey, take care of 
take care of my son, take care of my daughter while I'm gone, take care of my kids while I'm gone, oh, you know, I, I wasn't good to them, or I wasn't good to you, and just just one thing, let me know that I can I can go peacefully, as if you tell me that my son will be taken care of, you know, and it's like, no, no, man, and I guess that's a kind of like a, it could be, it could be drawn towards, towards like a suicide conversation that I haven't finished yet, um, where it's like, yeah, but I don't want to go there right now, but, but you can see how it's when, when the person receiving that message from somebody, yeah, man, I'll take care of them. I'll do it. I, you know, they'll go for no want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, hey, cool. I can, I can die now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it's by your own hand or, or by whatever sickness, frailty, whatever it is, coronavirus. But, uh, yeah, hey, no. No, man, you don't get that. You don't get that luxury at the last minute. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of religion, right? <laughs> it's it, it's it's very comforting. Oh man, I can be treacherous all my life as long as I repent and ask for forgiveness and really mean it. At the end, I'm gonna be okay. I just question, like, do you really mean it, or are you just mean it now in the moment because of circumstance? You know. Just remember the future, man. How many times do you have to issue an apology for doing something wrong? Why don't you remember the apology that you're going to want to give and then choose not to give the apology because you don't do the wrong beforehand, right? I mean, how about this, man? Like, Think about what you're going to say. Premeditate your thoughts that you're going to have. Better yet, how about, here's the thoughts that I want to have. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be making apologies. I don't want to be making excuses for my behavior. I don't want to ask for. I want to lay on my deathbed and just be, ah, oh, man. Here I am. I'm ready. It's gonna be good. It's okay. I did some wrongs. I had some wrongs done against me. I forgave and I forget. Forget. I forget. I forgave and I forgot where appropriate or necessary. Did my best. You know, I left it better than I found it. Think about that, man. That's what I, that's how I want to feel on my deathbed. Not anxious about dying, not anxious about leaving behind a shit show, not anxious about people who I offended or treated poorly. You know, sometimes thinking about the end ahead of time is it help you live a better life, man. I mean, if you truly want to, you gotta want to. My buddy, uh, Chad Cassidy, man, the dude's, the dude's wicked smart. He's always sending me cool shit. He sent me, um, sent me a link on my Facebook page yesterday. Uh, it was like Seneca. Where is it? It was, um, how to die. It was a collection of, um, collection of comments from Seneca I started reading a little bit of it just real fast of what I could find on the free little selections I think I'm going to order it from from the bookstore but uh it's really cool it was cool to see my thoughts this last week my thoughts in the hot tub yesterday and then to read them this morning a little bit and feel encouraged by where my head was going you know 
So yeah, the, the best time, the best way to lead a good life is to think about the future on your deathbed and your whole life is just preparing to die with grace and honor, dignity. And by doing that, you're going to find that your actions, activities can be very rewarding, purposeful throughout life, meaningful. Like, wow, man, it's kind of cool. Hey, so don't, and then I, I just kind of think like, okay, hey, so so-and-so's on their deathbed and they say these things to me. What am I going to say to them? Ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> no, you know, shove it up your shorts. Like, I'm not interested. You had your whole life. You had 70 years. You had 80 years. You didn't do it. You didn't care to do it. Can you say that to somebody when they're on their deathbed? And you can't, right? Like, otherwise it makes you a douchebag. But then, but you see how that that circle feeds itself. Because I know nobody's going to say that to me on my deathbed. They're going to be super, super nice to me. So then I don't have a, I don't ever have a need or a desire to think the way that I'm proposing. And so everything's going to be good. Everybody's going to forgive me. It's just like this weird, self-fulfilling bullshit that we all perpetuate because we just don't think. We don't think about it meaningfully. We just sort of roll. You know? Yeah. I I can't tell. I can't tell so-and-so, you know, to suck it. No, man. You had your opportunity. You had your opportunity to be nice to me and respect me and invest in me or or somebody else or to, to apologize. Like, why am I giving it to you now? Because I'm supposed to feel sorry for you, right? That's the whole that's the whole why are you crying at a funeral? Why are you crying at a funeral? You're crying for yourself because you're sad. You're not crying. Now, I take that that's a that's not entirely true. That's a gross generalization based off of a standard funeral, right? Like I would say if I went to a young kid's funeral, I'd be crying because I'm so sad that that, that child didn't have a ton of years to really experience the beauty in, of life, you know, or somebody that was killed in a freak accident or left behind. I might be crying for the family and I cry a lot all the time. Now I do. I cry a lot. And I find that I'm not really crying for myself and it feels good crying for others, crying for the situation that others find themselves in and their hurt and their sorrow and their sadness. And then of course it's a form of that, that sympathy is a form of judgment, which I'm trying to reconcile because you know, there's a lot of assumptions when you when you uh start doing that assumptions and judgment so but you know a lot sometimes it's out of empathy but anyways you don't cry it when when somebody's on their deathbed and they're asking for forgiveness and you feel super super sad like you don't really feel sad for them you feel sad for yourself man because you're gonna miss that person right or or they're asking for forgiveness and they're trying to make you feel bad and you don't want to make because you and you don't want to feel bad because you don't want them to feel bad in their last thoughts are you saying go fuck yourself right before they pass away? <laughs> All right? It's just crazy. Crazy, man. Remember the future. Remember, remember, start thinking about what you, how you want to feel, what you want to think, what you want to say on your deathbed. And then just picture my face there, like telling you to go fuck yourself when you start asking for me to do shit because you couldn't do for yourself, because you couldn't make the change now, because you couldn't correct your apology before an apology was warranted, <laughs> right? 
that's that's a form of being present and that's being conscious that's being conscientious right there think about that that's my deep thought for today the week sort of thinking about that yeah it actually it led me down a road to uh, why so now so so the next the natural extension of this conversation is in why why don't people why I started about it I started talking about it because we just self-feed ourselves all the bullshit right but but why else it's I'll drink a coffee there why else why 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 don't people think about that they don't have to they don't have to people don't think this way because they haven't been presented this as a way to think maybe they don't care maybe they have thought about it but it doesn't matter people don't people don't change how about this people don't change because they don't have to (laughs) really they don't have to in order for there to be change there's got to be a need like a a no shit need for change again generalizing Um, there's always exceptions to the rule and the person that always likes to point at the exception is somebody that's just looking for an excuse to be the exception but like yeah man there's not going to be change unless there's a need unless there's a need evolution change there was a need survival you know you name it need and then there's want right I could see that like hey there's if if if, if we want to see change if you want to make a change if you want to stop being bad you gotta want to well yeah maybe maybe but then like the want and when that when that want dissolves what are you left with no change or stunted change stunted growth progress right when the motivation for the want or the desire passes so will the change process potentially reverse and go back go back the other way i mean just look at diets how many people go on a diet lose 20 pounds and then they they don't want to anymore because they don't need to and then they just they just give it up and then bang they put on 30 their net change was fatter 10 pounds because the want was gone the need's gone I don't know. I think it's. I think it's interesting. Um, there's some people that have strong wills, force of mind, and want, want things, desire. They're go-getters, and they can, they can, they can break this, this, this thought process for sure, for sure. And if, if you have a want, I would suggest that then there is already something there. And you haven't been able to defeat it, so therefore your want wasn't good enough to begin with because you're sitting here still wanting. So your want wasn't good enough to affect the change to the degree that you wanted, and that's why you still want. So your want is bullshit. How about that? I've run across so many people, oh, I want, I want, I want, I want. Yeah, of course you do. That's what you say you do. But but I don't see it. Because if you really wanted to, I would see certain things happening that aren't, and I wouldn't see certain things that are happening. I wouldn't see any more certain things that are happening right now, right? 
it's like it's like your actions your actions are stronger than words really is is what it is the change you want to change there has to be need you want to help others change you have to create a need the the want is nice to have it could be beneficial you can capitalize on the want i think the people that are super driven by want and desire and ambition it's actually an internal need they have a, a psychological need it's in their it's in their makeup of who they are <clears throat> they need that drive so it's actually a need it's actually a need but it's it's manifested outward as a want you want to make change there needs to be a need i can think of examples i don't want to say them out loud on the on the podcast with cuz they're personal right they're personal with i mean not me i'll tell you mine but like other people i don't want to bring i don't want to i don't want to share that cuz it's ugly it just makes people feel bad but hopefully hopefully those people are listening and they know who i'm talking about and they can like oh shit but the the, the reality is they probably don't <laughs> or they do but they don't want to or they want but they just they don't have the need i think as we get older as we get older the need becomes blunted how do i want to phrase that maybe that's just my maybe that's just where i'm at with my socioeconomic status or who i am or where i'm at you know like because i've got got some money i'm not broke i'm not rich but I'm, I'm decent i'm well off you know so i mean that that provides the ability to to chase comfort and avoid need which would then blunt change you know i mean i'm i'm healthy uh i have a nice house living living safe safety security relative right like we're in america so there's there's less of a a driving force on a on a bigger scale for me to need to change you know but as we as we get older and we acquire the ability to to chase comfort more like you know when you when you're dependent on somebody else your needs are also like constrained right i mean you can have needs but their your needs are taken care of largely or you're given a need deliberately right parents kids relationships there underdeveloped adults that that are dependent on care people that are under-resourced you know you can see that all the change opportunity for change but anyways yeah premeditating your deathbed man maybe just the self-awareness people thinking like wow I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be I don't want to be a dad asking my kids for forgiveness for not being there, not being present, not loving them, not trying hard, not teaching, not mentoring, not encouraging. I don't want to be a dad talking to my son or daughter's husband or wife saying make sure you take care of my daughter. I know I was a dickhead to you and but you know you owe it to me to I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be a, a husband partner to Nicole thinking like oh, I'm sorry I did these things and 
I should have been more for you. I should have been there for you. I should have, you know, I want her to feel satisfied with her life. I don't want to, hey, how about this? How about I don't want to have the conversation with myself? Who cares about the conversation you're going to have on everybody else? What about the conversation I'm going to have with myself on my deathbed? Oh, man, I left it. I didn't try hard enough. I was weak. I was a little bitch. Man, I did I did this wrong. How about how about instead of trying to reconcile with the world or your gods or whoever whoever it is, how about just at peace with yourself? How about that? I mean, and that's I don't know, like I believe that. But I also have high standards and high values, ethical standards, morals, morals, values, beliefs, ideas, philosophies for myself that I hold pretty highly, you know, and I guess that, that that's presumptuous of myself, right? Doesn't anybody, if they believe in them, don't they, I mean, if that's what they believe in, I think that's what ideology is for is to drive us to think of something bigger, better, you know, and so maybe reconcile with maybe reconcile with myself my efforts to push myself towards this ideology that I hold that's bigger and better than myself or the world or righteous or whatever maybe maybe that's the conversation maybe that's what I need to do on my deathbed with that with that idea how hard did I try with my efforts you know because because otherwise we, we could we could get soaked up in our own bullshit and then end up being happy with who we are on her deathbed and you were still a miserable little bitch I mean that's how Scrooge would have ended up on his deathbed had the, had the um had the ghosts of past present future not shown right because he just boom so really it's it's self-awareness self-actualization that kind of needs to come into place too but anyways yeah hey don't ask me to your funeral if you want me to cry don't ask me to your deathbed if you want to try to apologize because I'm just not not interested, man. You had, you've got, if you're listening to this, you've got from right now for the rest of your life to work on that. Why not? You don't need to. Do you want to? Prove me wrong, you know? Like, prove myself wrong. I don't need to. I want to. I want to. Anyways. All right, man, that's my thoughts today, premeditated conversation with myself on my deathbed. Uh, here's, a, here's a quote that came to me throughout this week. It was, uh, it was actually Jesse Burdick. Him, uh, he put it on his deep thoughts Thursday or Wednesday or Tuesday that he does on just some cool stuff. And it was, uh, I don't know who said it or whatever, but it's, um, the best apology is changed behavior. That was a, that was a quote that came to me this week and, uh, kind of part about this. And then, um, there's this other one that, uh, I got a guy, had a, he was, he was a client at first and then he became a good buddy and a friend and I respect and value him, Mr. Mike, Mr. Long out there. And, uh, he sends me cool stuff all the time gets me thinking and uh he sent me this probably two weeks ago or whatever i think it's related it's relative it, it's actually a 
part it's actually something that's queuing me up for another conversation about big talkers and bullshit and overthinking things and everybody trying too hard to be inspirational um at some here's the here's the comment i don't know who made it at some point you don't need any more advice or motivational quotes or clever sayings you just need silence and a work ethic i really like that but those are two things for me this week throwing out at you all right man hope everybody has a good one i will be headed to texas for this veteran hunt that we're doing super excited for that if you're even listening to the podcast right now at the very end uh we just launched the big fish foundation nonprofit. it's going um getting charitable status hopefully uh from the irs very soon and i'm uh, just gonna try and share these thoughts at the, the veteran audience and and do some good stuff we could we could definitely use your support so big the big fish no bigfishfoundation.org man anyways i hope you all have a good week